Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Hi. I'm glad I coughed right into that. That's great. Good start to this. Um, Yeah, so we're at daylight and mine is a host. But I'm here instead. That's I'm okay. Emily. That's okay. I like you better. Well, that's good because you married me. Yeah. I'm Emily. <laughs> Indeed you are. Yeah, uh, Jared told me last minute yesterday there was a scheduling conflict. I'm here now. And then there was another thing. And at that point I was just like, well, I guess we have to emergency pod. That's fine. I'm here. We have lots of things to talk about. Indeed we do. And when I was presented with the opportunity it's like "Uh oh he's not here we need to come up with a topic of like oh man what have we watched recently together that we could do for this show we watched pinocchio that was really good we we did watch Pinocchio. we totally could have talked about pinocchio we could have talked about glass onion probably just with full spoilers at this point oh that was also really good but there was something a little more recent that just ended on sunday so we're gonna strike while the iron's hot and talk about tulsa king yeah your favorite show well if you compare it to breaking bad do you like it more than Breaking Bad? I don't know. <laughs> Cranston versus Stallone, who's it going to be? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. So far, none of the animals have died in this one. Did an animal die in Breaking Bad? I don't know, but I don't like anything about that show, so I'm starting to find a positive about Tulsa King. I mean, they shot that kid. Who? And poisoned that other kid. In what show? Breaking Bad. Yeah, I didn't like that one. <laughs> I don't need I don't need other reasons to not like that show. All right, whatever. So we're gonna do the normal stuff here. We're gonna dive straight into the news. We got sports reports, weird comics facts. This one's a movie one. Fun. Talking Tulsa King and your questions. Time codes listed down below if you want to jump around, but let's just jump straight into it with the nudes. No. You try to sneak it in about half the time. I catch it every time. I said news. That's not what you said. Theme. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Hey, everyone's lovable idiot is back. What are we talking about? The Ant-Man trailer. Oh, I watched that. Yep. You did. You were also asleep when it first aired the other night. Oh, that's right. I was like, look, your trailer's going to air. And then I promptly fell asleep. Yeah, you did. (laughs) To be fair, we haven't gotten to sports reports yet, but that that was a creative game. I didn't even write that one down. It seems like such a nothing story. Oh, well, it was- You can talk about it. It's not sports reports yet, so... Whatever. Ant-Man is back. He's hopping around. Maybe his daughter is going to juvie, or maybe adult jail. I don't know how old she's supposed to be. I don't know either. Is she going to jail? Is that what that was? Well, she was getting out of some kind of holding cell. Well, whatever. And she's like, I'm going to connect with the quantum realm. And Michelle Pfeiffer's like, don't do that, because there's a man who likes to wear a blue face over his regular face. And he was in Loki, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I am glad that they are doing like regular Kang blue face. And I think they got a good work around where it's not just like his skin tone, but it's just like a protective shield that he has. I'm like, all right, works for me. Whenever you say that, I think Krang from the Turtles. Mm-hmm. And so he's not a time I just traveler. I imagined Krang in there for a minute. But we do get Modok in there, who is equally silly. Yeah, he's from Maine. Who is? Modok, canonically. Really? Yes. Why? I don't know. He just where? Is. Bangor. Did Stephen King make him? No, Jack Kirby did. In Bangor? 
No. To be, I don't know if Kirby ever came to Maine. I have no Maine confirmation on Kirby. Interesting. Yeah, we we do get Modok on this, which seems to be the thing that the internet is focusing most on. And we get like him being armored up and like zipping around. But really, I just want to see a giant face with little arms that shoots lasers. Also, how do I get no credit for pulling the name Modok out when I half watched you half watch part of a season of TV like two years ago? I gave up on it. I didn't like it. It had Patton Oswalt in it. Yeah, I gave up eventually. Who's the voice of Modoc this time? Not Patton Oswalt. The belief is it's going to be um, Corey Stoll from the first Ant-Man movie when he got all collapsed. He was like, blah, my shoulders are collapsing in on themselves. Is that the guy that- He was bald. Shrunk the- The goat? It was a sheep. Whatever. Is that him? Yes, that guy. Okay. The the working theory is that it's him. The poor sheep, though. He's going to be like, you made me a big face and a floaty body. Now I'm going to get my revenge. Well, there you go. And shoot some pew-pews at you. I guess. Everybody needs good motivation. That was his. Well, there you he go. He went, blah! We had a suitcase fight. I mean, it's definitely supposed to be a darker Ant-Man than the other ones. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, they keep on hyping this up. Like, all the quotes, like, the Marvel marketing machine is working its way through because I've seen so many quotes from, like, different people involved that are basically verbatim. I'm like, and uh, there we go. I have such a fond soft spot for Ant-Man because in the middle of the summer when we were preparing to open the store and you worked like 15 hour days, 16 hours, no, whatever. That, that was no joke. A hundred hours a week yeah. like, between like my 40 hour job and then trying to get like the store prepared and ready and everything like inventorying and setting stuff up. It was a legitimately, I was working a hundred hours a week for a couple of months. It was miserable, but. And, and you did too. Like you, like. It, I was you, on <laughs> summer vacation. So I would like do nothing during the day and then you get back and then we would start working. So I worked like a 50 hour work week. Yeah. That was like passing out at midnight. Like, oh, I guess we're done working because um, we can't physically stay awake anymore. Yeah. Yes. But one night you were like, I can't do this tonight. Let's go to Ant-Man. And the town next to us caught on fire. Do you remember that? I do. And we drove and we saw the fire of the town. And then we went to the movies and watched Ant-Man. And, and some shithead next to me won't get off his fucking phone. Okay. I don't remember that. But oh, I, I do. Piss me off. You handled it so gracefully, too. I didn't punch him in the head. So, all that being said, I have a great fondness for Ant-Man. So, I'm excited for this one. When is it? Your birthday? No. Uh, a little bit after, but yeah, c- coming up next month. Okay. I mean, they're definitely playing up the angle of like, because they've said this, like, Ant-Man isn't just like a palate cleanser. It's big. It's going to be just as big as like si- Civil War and Winter Soldier. Cleanser. Well, get over that because now it's a serious Ant-Man. And, oh. Um, Remember how uh, Thor was more fun when he got less serious? And then the, it was just kind of the same thing a second time. It wasn't as fun. Yeah. Well, I still liked it and cried. It's okay. So what's our next trailer to talk about? Oh, we're done with Ant-Man? Oh, did you want to talk about more? Did you have anything else witty to say? No. You know their hot takes. No, not really. Just whenever I look at Paul Rudd, I know he's in much better shape than me. I just feel like he's a guy I could beat up. Paul Rudd has aged backwards, though, so. I feel like I could get him, though. I don't know that. I feel like he would smile at me. He would be charming, and maybe that would disarm me. Yes, and then he would literally disarm you. (laughs) Just punch me a bunch. Yes. Paul Rudd! Remember me and friends when I was kind of pudgy? No more! Oh, Paul Rudd. Okay, so does. <laughs> what's think, up next in our list of things? I think I, I think I got this off of Conan, but um, like Paul Rudd, like on the finale of Friends, like everyone was like crying and hugging and whatnot, because he just went up to like a bunch of like people, like the producer and like um, whatever Jennifer Aniston, yeah, her. That's the name I was looking for. They were hugging. And he's just like put his hands on the shoulders, like we did it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Ten seasons. <laughs> All right, fine. We can stop talking about Ant-Man. Um, I think it looks good. I mean, clearly at this point, like, what am I not going to see from Marvel? But yeah, sure. I'll take a different tone for an Ant-Man if you want to try and give me something. Do you remember when he was in Clueless? No. Oh, I do. <laughs> what else are we talking about? All right, your favorite trailer of the week. Hey, Evil Dead is coming back. With a reboot, maybe it's in the universe, maybe it's not, maybe it's a sequel, who the hell knows? That series doesn't care about continuity, so it doesn't matter. Evil Dead is back with Evil Dead Rise. Very few times have I not been able to even watch a trailer, but this one did it. (laughs) I didn't make it all the way through this trailer. I mean, the trailer played in front of me. The dog just knocked your notes off. He went, no more of this. Yeah, I noticed that. But this one, this one did it. It's very gory and gross and... You've seen a good chunk of this franchise. So one time we went on Halloween to watch the very first Evil Dead at this like cool old movie theater kind of near us. That was fun. Did we? Yes. You don't remember? We went up to Railroad Square. They played the first Evil up Dead in up in Waterville? There? Yeah. I have no... We met Sound Guy? I think you're talking about when we saw... Um creature from the black lagoon we went and saw evil dead in the theaters in at waterville i have no memory of this i'm not convinced on halloween okay you don't believe me at all not even a little i have no memory of this was i drunk no are you sure yes Mm. anyway anyway i'm not convinced that a we did this and b i was sober i yes we did it yes you were sober probably sound guy if you're listening you can tell us which movie it actually was you don't remember doing any of this i think we've only been up there to see creature from the black lagoon like for a horror thing i anyway this is an an off mic conversation but i am okay so you've seen the first evil dead and i've seen evil dead 2 which is like the real one yeah right well, it's... And I've watched you watch the series, the TV series. Yeah, I don't know if you ever saw Army of Darkness. I don't know what that is, so no. It's the third one. And there was a remake in like 2012 that I didn't really like. Probably, here's my concern with this. Like, one, I'm excited about it because, I mean, Evil Dead is fun and I've literally seen everything. But I like Evil Dead when it's just goddamn silly. And this looks... Is his car going to be in it? Sam Raimi's car? I bet Sam Raimi's car will be in there somewhere. Good. As That's it, all I care as about? As it's in every one of his You're going to have to tell me, because I'm not going to make it to this movie. Is that Sam Raimi's old car from the 70s? Yeah, I'll point that out. Great. To Jared, not to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I like... I, I didn't like the last time they tried to do like a serious tone with this. So we'll see. I mean, I'm hopeful. It could be great. I hope it's great, because I enjoy this franchise, but I like it when it's silly. And there's still like... You know, Book of the Dead's in there. We see a bunch of deadites. You get a chainsaw because, you know, of course you got to get a chainsaw. But is that guy from Burn Notice not in it anymore? He is executive producing. He is not in it. Okay. And by that guy, you mean Bruce Campbell. I mean, the way Ash versus Evil Dead ended, it would be weird to include him in this. Because he's out of it now? Because he's in the future. He's, He's like in a Mad Max style world at the end of that. Well, we're just really hitting a trifecta of things that I love. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I hope it's good. It might not be. There was another kind of horror movie trailer. Renfield. Oh, that at least looks fun. I will see that with you. Rats. Rats. I also read the book, Dracula. Sorry. You're not sorry. I was doing my Dwight Fry impression from the first one. Well, not technically the first one, because that'd be the Nosferatu one, because you know they couldn't get the rights from the widow and whatnot. I have heard the story. Every I'm Halloween, sorry. I hear this story. Sometimes yeah, you're sober. <laughs> Uh, at least I remember watching that. You, I know we saw this movie. I can't tell if just because you've said it so many times in a row now, or if like in my brain, I'm like, yeah, it's vaguely familiar. I don't. Anyway, 
This is an off mic conversation. <laughs> I did not believe this movie at all when it was announced. I'm like, this is a stupid idea. Who wants to see a Renfield movie? I would watch that. Apparently me, because I want to see this movie. It looks awesome. It has Nicholas Holt as Renfield. He's eating bugs again. Yes. <laughs> He's It's modern day. He's going to a support group for having a toxic relationship with his employer. Which I found like such a charming and funny way to, to do this, because if you've read the book, Renfield is just real. Just sits in a jail cell mostly. Yeah, like not that important e- to the rest e- of the story. Bugs. So I love that they are like, nope, he's going to be our central character. Is that Nicolas Cage? That is Nicolas Cage as yes. Dracula. Although uh, he, him and the wardrobe department, they were going for uh, more of a Christopher Lee look was what they were kind of inspired by. Not the rings. The rings were kind of something separate, but they wanted to go for that kind of like 60s kind of style. Yeah. From uh, the Hammer Dracula movies. You had me watch those. We watched one of them. One of them not that long ago. Last Halloween. Uh, Cage apparently isn't in the movie a ton, which we already knew going into this. I mean, it makes sense because it's about Renfield. Yeah. And like, if you're going to just bring in Nicolas Cage, like let him just like chew the scenery like a madman. Like, like that fun movie that he was in, whatever, where he was playing Nicolas Cage. I enjoyed that movie. Uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, I think was the name of it. Yes. Which he started with Pedro Pascal. And Pedro Pascal, uh, who's like, hey, I want to get Nick Cage in the Star Wars universe. is like, oh, uh, I'm more of a Trekkie. I'm on the Starship Enterprise, so I'm not going to do that. Is that your Nicolas Cage It was. I've never done that before. I, I didn't think it was terrible. Oh, okay, cool. Not the best. Not terrible. Okay. So which Star Trek show would you put him in of the 17 that are currently active? Well, if he wants to be on the Enterprise, I guess he'd have to go to Strange New Worlds. Okay. Well, you can tell his people. I'd allow it. Okay, great. Uh, I did notice a couple of quickie references in there. Uh, we do see a record uh, with Swan Lake on it. Swan Lake, the ballerina. You're saying this very calmly, but when we watched it, which I know you've watched this trailer before, but you watched it again with me and you went, Swan Lake! And you like yelled at it as it was playing. Uh, for the old Universal Monster movies, before like soundtracks were a thing, they didn't really know what to do like with music, so... A couple of them, like Dracula opened with it, I th- The Mummy did, there might be one more that did as well, where they opened with Swan Lake as like their uh, opening credits theme, like, I know what Swan Lake is. I know, just, I, I thought I'd give it to you. Thank you. So we get that, uh, and we call it a reference or not, I'm I'm definitely going to say it's a reference, despite like saying like, oh, Nicolas Cage is basing his thing off of Christopher Lee when he comes in. He, I love that he gets invited in, and Nicolas Holt's like, fuck no! <laughs> um, but he he does uh, throw you an old Legosi line. To be fair, I like the way Legosi did it better. Like I am Dracula. That was my Legosi. I got some cage in there. I got some Legosi. Is Bella Legosi the one who was like, "I'm not going to ever talk anymore because I don't want to be in these movies"? No, that was Christopher Lee. Oh, okay, cool. Chris, he did like ten of them. He he would literally just do one line, and then he turned into Sauron. Saruman. There you go. Saruman. All right, that's Renfield. What else happened this week? Uh, Mike Coulter says he's probably not coming back as Luke Cage. is like, look, my plate is full. I liked him as Luke Cage. Yeah, he was good. I enjoyed him. Never having read in the comics, I enjoyed him. And he ended on kind of a cliffhanger where he's kind of a villain and will never get that resolved. Never say never. To be fair, you never thought you were going to get Charlie Cox back as Daredevil, so. That's fair. But that show was better. Yes, yes. But I because- just never say never. I watched Luke Cage once in my, I mean, that was years at this point. It's like, oh, it had a really strong, like, three quarters of one season, and then I didn't really like the rest. Did it have two seasons or one? It had two seasons. Okay. The first season was good. Uh, Mostly good. Really good until they killed um, 
the main villain, and then it turned, and then into it turned a guy weird. With a, it was, there was just a guy in a silly costume after that. He's like, look at my silly TV budget costume. That was one where they needed to have fewer episodes than they did. Like yeah. That would have been really strong had they just ended it at that point. I remember this now. And yeah, that was uh, Mahershala Ali, who they're just going to ignore played a villain in that, and now he's just going to be Blade. Perfect. Don't worry about it. I'm here twice. I like it. Uh, Stephen Amell is back as Arrow. I saw that. Okay. We like him. Yeah, he's fine. Um, I, I never watched Arrow, so I don't really have a strong opinion Which on it. Which is weird, given everything else you do. You're like, I didn't watch this. The first thing that was on TV that was really big. I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't do it. But, I mean, but he... then we watched The Flash. Do we still watch The Flash? I said we watched with the feelings hallway and- <laughs> We stopped watching The Flash we watched a long time Supergirl. Ago. And that fell off of that. And you watched the one where it was like- the team of D-list heroes all get together and go around in a spaceship. Yeah, I stopped watching that one, too. What was that? Legends of Tomorrow. Is that a Walt Disney Park or something? No, there's oh. Tomorrowland. Okay. See, I was we were getting there. I, I, I know he was kind of like, the way he went out wasn't like, I don't think bad because I didn't watch the show, but I know he was like, my death scene was like on a different show and I was just talking to tennis balls. So I didn't really like that because he died in like one of the big crossovers. And then he... um. Also was like, yes, the re- the explicit reason I did um, Arrow Season 8 is I said, I'm all done at the end of Season 7. And they said, would you like a truckload of money? And I went, yes. So, I mean, very honest about his exit. I can't blame him. So now he's coming back. But he's, everything he's kind of put out seems very positive. I know he said like he didn't really want the announcement to get out. But he's like, we're going to be filming it outdoors in Vancouver and someone was going to photograph it so yeah no i we, we, ju- we just decided to get ahead of it i understand both sides of it and i think they probably made the right decision but yeah i mean who knows i mean he died but you know it's comic so nothing matters so i hear speaking of the flash ezra miller might still be the flash oh which is weird i mean this is coming out of there have been so many weird reports about like what's happening with dc because i mean i guess like james gunn is gonna sometime this month they'll be laying out their plan as it's only like two weeks left in the month, I guess that's coming sooner rather than later. But I mean, you're getting rid of, I mean, Affleck's retired from this like three separate times now. Gal Gadot's not doing Wonder Woman 3. You're getting rid of Henry Cavill. Sounds like Jason Momoa's done as Aquaman. Oh. So he can be Lobo probably, maybe. I don't know who Lobo is. He looks like Jason Momoa. Does he wear fun sweaters? No, he wears leather vests and rides a space motorcycle. Oh. And I mean, obviously, like Ray Fisher has been gone for a while, but it's like the individual you're going to keep is Ezra Miller. Yes, evidently. Why? Well, to be fair. I didn't like their casting in the first place. To be fair to this story, we don't actually know anything until James Gunn comes out and tells us. So this is all speculative at this point. Yeah. And DC is quick to change their minds and pull the trigger. So I'm not going to. I don't know. It's just put a lot of stake in this story until that, it's actually out there. I think that was variety to put that out. No, I mean, I, I not that I'm saying that it came from an unreputable source. I'm just saying that there is every possibility that DC leaked the story to see how the possible reaction would be before they actually make their decision. In that report, they're also like uh, Dwayne Johnson basically bullied us into getting Henry Cavill back and ruffled a lot of feathers. Mm. So bye bye, Black Adam. All right, that's it for the news. So we're going to move on from there to Jared's Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared's Sports Report. Well, Jared and I had a rough sports weekend, so 
How are his Patriots doing? The same way my Packers are They're doing. out. To be fair, the Packers should be out. Wow. They had a terrible season. Wow. I would I would like to pose- So a... terrible. I have a question to pose to you. That you are saying this out loud to me. What? Do you think the Packers did this uh, really terrible deal with Aaron Rodgers because of what happened with Tom Brady? Like They were afraid he would leave and immediately go win a Super Bowl, so they just signed him for way too much money for two years in the twilight of his career to not have that same like embarrassment happen to them. I don't know. I don't know. That was my theory. I... I can't wait for him to be done after next oh, year. Don't say that about Aaron. He's washed. He's not washed. He has a broken thumb. It's true. He's not washed. He hasn't cleaned himself in three fucking years. Look at that guy. He's filthy. He looks dirty. He just looks gross. Like, you don't want to touch him. You're saying a lot of really unkind things about Aaron Rodgers. You seen his haircut? It's better than it was at the beginning of the season. (laughs) (laughs) He just looks grimy. Like Anyway. Like, he would smell bad to be around. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. The Packers are all done. Um, Which is okay, because I guess... We're going to a Celtics game on Super Bowl Sunday. So silver lining, we don't have to worry about a conflict of interest of trying to watch the Packers play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> or even the secondary team of the Patriots. Yep. See, that's the, the NFL was looking out for us on that one. Now I don't care about football. So Not even college football? So after whatever we were watching, the Celtics game, we turned on the the national championship with the largest blowout ever in the national championship. I think I turned it off at about the like 55, 57 point lead. I can't remember where it was. I think the final score was like 65 to 7. Yeah. Something like that. Um. So anyway, not a great night for Texas Christian University. Go Bulldogs. Oh, I thought you were talking about TCU. I was like, no, they're the horned frogs or toads. Yeah, they lost because they have a stupid mascot. Let's see. What else happened in the world of sports? The Nets are surging. Oh, we're into NBA now. Currently, uh, The Bruins are also doing really well. Oh, the Nets are doing so well. They started getting some real finals talks. And, uh, now Durant's out for like a month because Jimmy Butler fell on his knee. I know. That's not good. I don't think he did it on purpose. <laughs> No, I don't think so either, even though I'm not the biggest Jimmy Butler fan. But I don't think he did that on purpose. Because we've been to multiple Heat games and uh, haven't seen a win yet? Mm, yes. Would that be the reason? Yes. Also, the fact that Jimmy Butler looks like Jamie Foxx but doesn't sound like Jamie Foxx throws me off every single time. Every single time. But that's fine. The Celtics are doing well. They're still number one. It's halfway through the season. Number one. Rob is back in the starting lineup. Yay, Rob. He doesn't know how to wear his headband yet, but he will get there. <laughs> I know his hair is so long, and he just—he has beautiful hair, and and An I totally headband. understand the point of the headband. I just it just keep makes the hair me out laugh. of his eyes. Yeah, because his hair is so long. Yeah, so but yes, he does look like a big dork with that giant headband. That... But he's amazing. So Rob, you can wear your headband however you want. And yeah, I don't really know what other sports are happening. I'm sad that there's no Winter Olympics this year because I always miss the Winter Olympics. Why are you just sitting over there farting? You know that's what I'm doing. I can watch you. Is that you were the talk? That was my stomach. That wasn't a fart. <laughs> no. Although he is just like belly up in between us. He looks like a corpse. No, he's my buddy. <laughs> a weird belly up corpse. Well, I guess that's it for sports reports. So we're going to move on from headbands to Copland. It's time for Weird Comics Facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. Is your weird comics fact about Copland? My weird comics fact is about Copland. Weird movie fact. I was going to say, that's not a comic. That's a movie. Well, we're talking Stallone today, so I thought we'd talk another Stallone thing. Okay. 
Copland. It was a fine, okay movie. I got to knit during it. I loved Copland. I'd never seen it before. Finally watched it. Guys, we're going to the Taylor Swift concert, so I'm knitting a Taylor Swift cardigan. It's the most important thing about Copland is that I was knitting on my Taylor Swift cardigan. It's one of those movies I've always heard good things about. Just never saw it. And also, like, it's a James Mangold movie, and I generally like his stuff. So I was like, all right, let's check out Copland. Starring Sylvester Stallone. Surprisingly, Robert De Niro isn't evil in it. That's the only thing that really threw me. I kept up waiting for him to be like, and I'm evil too. At one point, he was just kind of neutral. Where He was like, there's nothing we can do. Our hands are tied. But other than that, he was... (laughs) He was, yeah, very exasperated. He's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, he was good. So that's good. Copland, check it out. Um, but the weird fact about it is, you know, Stallone, known for being yoked. I gave you this fact. I know. I told you this going into it. And then I added to this fact. And now you're going to tell it back to me like it's new information that I didn't read to you from the internet. To be fair, I didn't write down what you said to me. <laughs> I just wrote down the amount. <laughs> okay. So for this, uh, Stallone, you know, he's just your average sheriff uh, with a busted up nose that's definitely a reference to... Uh, Chinatown where they sliced open Jack Nicholson's fi- nose to emasculate him to look like he had a vagina on his face. That's what it is. It's a thing. That's not your fact, though. No, it's not my fact. Uh, my fact is for the role, and you can honestly, like, I don't think you can really even tell that much. Stallone gained 40 pounds for it. He doesn't look that big. Okay, but my fact was more fun. He gained the 40 pounds by eating pancakes at a local diner. <laughs> That's how he gained the 40 pounds. Good old pancakes. Like the the more shocking part is his arms just look like a normal man's arms. Yeah, he just didn't work out his arms. Yeah, like the forty pounds isn't even like look at how fat Stallone is. No, he's just like when you're looking at him, like I guess, but he's wearing like such like frumpy clothes, like you can barely tell that the weight's there. Yeah, like because he's supposed to look kind of like downtrodden, but like his clothes are so baggy, you're like I guess. Yeah, but I enjoyed the pancake part of that fact, and you weren't even gonna say it. I enjoyed the movie. It's a really good movie. I enjoyed knitting. And then you fell asleep at the end. I'm like, there's literally three minutes left. You're like, yeah, short. And I'm so tired. I understood what was going to happen. The shootout? Yeah. So I could just sleep through it. Great. All right. That's weird movie facts. What's up next? More Stallone, baby. All Stallone all the time. That's what we do in this household. Next up, stop or my mom will shoot. I don't know what that is. We're not going to watch that one. Is that a movie? It is a movie. Why? Apparent. This has been, I don't know, Urban Legend slash confirmed recently slash was always kind of known is the rivalry between um, Stallone and Schwarzenegger is like Schwarzenegger, like let him know that he was probably going to do this movie. So Stallone jumped on it and said, and it's one of the worst movies of all time, supposedly. I've never watched it and I don't think I ever will. In the Boy Meets World episode you were just watching, they took a shot at Stallone for some reason, which I thought was funny. How dare they? Did you not catch that? No. They, Corey, they're making a shake and they put in a, a raw egg. Sean and Corey. I don't know why I just said they. Sean and Corey are making a a protein shake and they put in a raw egg because Sean said that's what Sylvester Stallone does. And Corey says, isn't Stallone like five foot two? And then Sean says, well, you're two foot five. And that was funny. Great witticisms. From Boy Meets World. All right, moving on. To Tulsa King. Let's (laughs) go back to Boy Meets World. Let's do a Boy Meets World episode. No. I'm the best there is at what I do. But what I do best isn't very nice. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. All right, Tulsa King finished its first season. This is Stallone's very first television show in a starring role. 
what was it eight episodes nine episodes one of those two i don't know you just told me when the finale was happening yeah and this is a show that comes out on sundays just with streaming it's like you know just watch it whenever on a sunday so it's like 9 a.m on a sunday i'm just gonna watch the show and i'm like hey you should just watch this with me because it's gonna be on when you're around so buckle mm-hmm. up so we watched the first episode whatever it was eight or nine weeks ago and just for the premise of this. Well, I watched the first episode by myself on a whim. And then I went, shit, it's really good. So then, I'm, so I watched it a second time with you. So the premise of this show, for those of you who haven't heard of it, it's streaming on Paramount Plus, is that Stallone is a gangster who has served 25 years in prison for killing somebody. He gets let out. He They kept trying to turn him all the way through. He remained kept loyal to shut. the family. He gets out and everyone has clearly aged 25 years. So the mob boss at the time is now very, very old. And his son is kind of quasi running the whole operation. And the son does not really like Stallone for all sorts of reasons that we don't really know yet. It's mostly because his dad likes him more than he does. Yes. His dad likes Stallone more than the dad likes the son. Chicky. Yes. So... Chicky makes the decision to send Stallone to Tulsa, a.k.a. out of New York. Basically out to pasture. Yes. I um, did that on purpose, by the way. I know you did. I wasn't going to I wasn't going <laughs> to react to it. And Stallone gets down, gets there and immediately starts criminaling. Criminaling. Yes, is probably the best verb for it. Here's what I don't. Here's something that I wish they had kept up close. So Stallone gets like he's been in prison for 25 years and he comes out and he starts just kind of like acting like how things were 25 years ago. And he's he's clearly very smart at some things, but because he's been, you know, not hasn't been a part of the world since like the late 90s, he's behind on a lot of stuff. So he gets to play very smart in one regard and very inept in another. And that kind of goes away pretty quickly. Like he just kind of catches up. Which to give. I liked that, though. I liked I liked the playing like old dumb man doesn't know what tech is yes because that's you because you don't know what tech is sometimes did you feel solidarity with him in that i'm not i keep on getting like a notification like every other day like you need to agree to our new iCloud agreement to get your stuff back to blank why the fuck do you think i want you just hanging on to my shit forever i'm not signing this okay cool um but i i didn't mind that that went away to some degree because it makes sense he's learning and also his area of influence he establishes pretty quickly he's gonna hit you with a water bottle right and so once he starts to have people with him who understand things better than he does in terms of that he's just gonna delegate like that's that's what he has been trained to do that's what he knows how to do well and so it doesn't really it would make sense to me he's not continually running up against these technology issues because he would just turn around and get one of his technology savvy people to do it for him that makes sense and i don't know i know what you're saying i like I mean, he starts off by going he gets a driver and he goes and he finds a dispensary and like he can't wrap his head around like the legality of weed so he just assumes <laughs> that somehow they're being illegal and walks in and basically takes over the place yeah it's like you're gonna give me 20 percent for protection they're like against what he's like the other gangs like what other gangs turns out the irish but yeah <laughs> I, there was another game. I don't know shit about Tulsa, and this show has certainly not endeared me to be like, you know where I should go? Tulsa. No interest. But I'm like, how many Irish biker gangs are there in Tulsa? I don't know the answer to that, but I guess it's probably about as many are in this show, which was one. I don't know. I really have no idea. How many Irish are in Tulsa? 
how many Irish biker gangs are in Maine? I don't know. I don't ever want to know. Two. That was really definitive. I don't want to know. So the beginning of this show, like you said, it has some fairly humorous elements to it as he's negotiating his world. And there's some really sad parts because he has an estranged daughter who's now married and has kids and he hasn't spoken to her in 20 years. And she doesn't want to see him, doesn't want to hear from him. And, you know, he got divorced from his wife while he was in prison. And so there's a lot of human element in this. There's some humor. It's immediately um, has sex with an ATF agent, doesn't know what she is. Well, she doesn't know who he is either. Yeah, like it's a... And also, my God, I think I mentioned this last month, but Stallone's wig is such a wig. It is. That thing, like, that dude has thicker hair than me and he's more than twice my age. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. So this show, however, becomes progressively darker and more violent as we go through it. Like, at the beginning, it's, I mean, it's a little violent. He hits hits somebody with, yeah, in the head with a water bottle and just, you know, knocks him out cold. But but there's humor and levity and he's, he's treated as very elegant. It's. There is an escalation, definitely by the last episode. Like, the violence has been kicked up a pretty strong notch. Like, we get to see a flashback of what happened in the 90s, which is mostly just a series of wigs trying to de-age people that don't do it that effectively, and some of the worst CGI fire I've ever seen. I didn't like, watch that like, scene. Look at that burning building. Oh, man, that that's real. Look at that real fire. You're not even distracting me with your just different wigs. So I guess this is non-spoilers. We're non-spoilering. Yeah, I, I don't think we need to give away the whole show because it just finished enjoy it go in go watch some Delsa game it's awesome so it's very breaking bad-esque in that way i also actively dislike breaking bad immensely so you know you live and learn but yeah you told me i gotta watch season two by myself I'm like you're still gonna be here when i'm doing it yeah it's it gets very violent which makes sense because it's the mob so a lot of people die because the mob yeah uh, but I really enjoy the cast of characters that yeah, they, I, I that the he characters. pulls around himself. I enjoy seeing his creativity and how he manages to reinvent himself because at this point he's what, like 76 in the show or something? Yeah. So the idea that he is sent to Tulsa basically to die and he then turns it into a profitable business, business in very loose air quotes, enterprise is interesting. It's intriguing. I will. This is a small thing, and it was the last episode. I'm sure you'll know what I'm going to say. Like my least favorite part of it, which pulled me out of it like so fast and so hard. Martin Starr is in this, who I enjoy. He was um in Silicon Valley. You've seen him in the last two Spider-Man movies. Uh, he has a very small role in The Incredible Hulk. He was in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, he's, he's um he's a teacher with JB Smoove, and everything they do. Is, oh my gosh, is, he is a teacher. There's. They are both, I think, gifted comedians. In those movies, they are wildly unfunny. I can't believe how bad it is. He's because very... I like them both. And, like, just everything that the two of them do in those movies, I'm like, I hate this. He's very dry in this, which works. It works for him. That's mostly what he does. But he makes a rep. Like, he turns out to be very uh, tech savvy. And someone goes up to him to, like, where did you learn how to do all this? He goes, oh, I was part of an internet startup for five years. And it pulled me out so hard and so fast. I'm like, did you just make a fucking Silicon Valley reference? Like, you haven't touched on, like, the million things Stallone has done. But we're going to just, like, drop this very hard Silicon Valley joke in the middle of everything. I'm like, what the hell? Just did it like that. Yeah. I'm sure it's very, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, but still, it was just like, What? <laughs> Came out of nowhere. I will say, though, that this show is very well done. They they 
build things up well. They have great character development. Yeah, it was uh, developed by the guy um, uh, Taylor Sheridan. He's the guy who's doing like Yellowstone and 1923 and all those kind of things, which is, I think, kind of in the same vein. It's, you know, like modern kind of like Western stuff. Yeah, it it's very well done. Like I said, there's quite a few animals and none of them have died yet. So that's a major plus in my book. It's just not for me. And the first episode is, and they get progressively darker. It's not like the first one is a tone that's completely different from the rest of them. But the if you look at the tone of the first episode versus the finale, they are very different. And and I understand how we got there too. It, they did a good job of it, but... And it is, has been renewed for season two. Initially, Stallone was saying, is like, I've never worked this hard on anything, just like the hours like it takes to shoot a show. It's like, I don't even know if I want to like do a second season. But it did get picked up, which is good, because it ends on kind of a cliffhanger. And there are a few unresolved things at the end of it. It's not just one thing. The two major things are unresolved by the end of the season that we need to tackle. Yes. Uh, if anything, the finale almost felt rushed because they were trying to fit in all of yeah. these pieces. And also, like, the last two episodes, like, because this is, you know, we're not on regular, like, TV formats where everything's got to be, like, 42 minutes now. Like, the last two episodes are both, like, 36 a pop. I'm like, probably could have done with another 10 minutes in both of those. Although, I give them major credit for keeping things tight as opposed to, you know, just adding in extra episodes to add in extra episodes. I know. I'm bummed out it's done for... I mean, clearly a while because it's not like they started filming. But or anything guess yet. what just started? All creatures, great and small. Ironically, not all of the animals survived my first episode. Oh, well, I guess my show is more up your alley. It was a cow. Okay, great. Stallone oh, rides so a horse. Sad. Yes, he saves a horsey. Yes, he does. That was my favorite part of the whole show. He also kills a man by shoving his skull through a horn. Well, mounted I didn't, on a wall. I didn't watch that scene, so I wouldn't know that. <laughs> and then double kills him by shooting him in the face. <laughs> Again, still not watching that scene. He was, he was very dead, twice. Yes, but he saved the horse, so. He did save the horse. So, I guess Tulsa King recommendations. So good. Watch it. Be aware that it gets very dark and quite violent. About halfway through, it really turns, I personally think. The first, the first episode is fairly lighthearted and then you keep going deeper and deeper into it and i think that's kind of the whole point is that you get sucked into it his driver is just a kid driving an uber at the beginning and by the end he is i guess spoiler he's one of the associates of our friend white so it's you kind of follow his journey as well that you start where you've just barely met this guy and you're like who are you and then you get sucked deeper and deeper into his world, and then somebody gets killed on a horn. So I guess <laughs> that's true. how things work. I don't know. For, I mean, I spend so much of my like personal and professional life like in the genre world. It's just it's nice having stuff outside of it. Just like we we're talking about like Ant-Man being a palate cleanser. Like this is a palate cleanser for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, just something that's a little more grounded, but like kicks ass. I love it. Guys, we have a list of movies that we together want to watch that either we haven't seen or whatever. It's been a long time. So I was looking at this list the other day and I went, where are the comedies? Which one is a comedy? And you went, none of them. <laughs> And then I said, how many of them are gangster movies? And you went, six. There's like 12 movies on this list. <laughs> Half of them were gangster movies. So It's true. Well, we got Copland out of the way. We'll watch that. Great. Had a good time with it. One of us did. Stallone gained 40 pounds. Did you know it was from pancakes? <laughs> Whenever I'm like not super enjoying something, I just go on IMDb and read all the trivia about it. That was my favorite trivia fact. So there you go. I love Tulsa King. It's so good. 
I can't wait for the second season. I did not, but it is very well done. It is, if it is up your alley, I completely understand why. It's just not mine. I'll have a good Stallone project. To think, we could have talked about Pinocchio. We could have. But we didn't. It was a scary-ass whale. I liked Pinocchio. He's a little brat. <laughs> but he's so cute. I don't want to do this, so I'm just going to do what I want. Hey. Was that, was that your Pinocchio impression? <clears throat> yeah. I, I had a little tickle in my throat. Like, like, hey, cut it out. Although Pinocchio did do one of the things that bothers me the most. When you have characters that are from someplace that is not the U.S., they automatically give them British accents so you know that they're not from the U.S. This is really aggressively set in Italy. It is so explicitly set in Italy. Because his name's Pinocchio? And we are in the middle of fascist Italy during this whole movie, and all of our characters have... Ron Perlman. ...British accents, except for Christoph Waltz, who has... German accent. Christoph Waltz's accent. Well, to be fair, Ron Perlman. Okay, yes. <clears throat> Ron Perlman's like, hello, I'm a Nazi who's also Ron Perlman. But most of them are just British accents. And I'm I just give them an Italian accent. Do something. Hey, it's me, Pinocchio. But other than that, really lovely. Also kind of dark. I don't know that I would go straight to a kid's version of Pinocchio. I would call it an all-ages movie in the nicest sense of that term. But it's beautiful and... Really well done and a really interesting adaptation. So of Tulsa King. No, all right. Watch Pinocchio. That's my recommendation on. for Tulsa King. <clears throat> Last bit. Letters to the editors. Lot of questions. Number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can send them into editors and comics at gmail.com. We'll answer them here. Like this week's question, why is Tulsa King so good? That's not our question. No, it's true. We got that in. No, it's not. Absolutely. That's what we got. Why is Tulsa King so good? It's not. I would say many aspects of it make it good. Oh my gosh. What's our actual question? Everything, everywhere, all at once. That getting a sequel? Do you <laughs> want one? Oh my gosh. You just scared the dog so much. No, I don't want it. But no, I don't think it should get a sequel. And no, I don't want it. It is a weird little bubble all by itself. It is one of those movies that if you tried to make a sequel of it, it would feel very forced and it would ruin the magic that it has created with the first one. Yeah, I don't want a second one. Although I love that one to death. It, yeah, great. And it won um, a bunch the- of... We didn't even <clears throat> talk about this in the news that the Golden Glows happened and it won a bunch of awards uh, and so oh. did Abbott Elementary. Oh, by the way, that got renewed for season three. I know. Everybody should go watch Abbott Elementary instead of stupid Tulsa King. Go watch Abbott Elementary. Um, I don't care about the Golden Globes, mostly because, you know, Foreign Press Association is bullshit and you can just buy those things and I don't care about awards anyway. But I care about Abbott Elementary. When I was like in college, like doing so many like film related things, like I tried to talk myself into giving a shit about award shows and I just never got there. That's okay. Like, look who won the Oscars. I don't care at all. In any case, to answer your question, no. On the other hand, this one was so weird and unique and just so much smarter than me, which I love. I love watching a movie that's smarter than me. That's my favorite kind of movie. If the Daniels could come up with a viable sequel, I wouldn't say no. But it's it feels like such just a flash of the pan, like, great thing. That, that would feel like really gambling. Like a, So unless you've got a real good idea, leave it alone. I also feel like we wrapped up the end of that movie really nicely. Like, I don't... I don't feel like I have questions that are remaining. I don't see a and natural point to continue this unless unless the sequel is literally a movie set in the hot dog finger universe. 
that's the Daniels did put out what a, I would do. Gave a joke answer, which they then had to walk back. Like that wasn't real. Where they were saying that um the hot dog finger universe. Evelyn and um uh, Waylon were gonna get radicalized by social media. Oh no. <laughs> That was their joke response. <laughs> Which, to be fair, sounds funny, but... It does, yeah. I just, like you said, it's a flash in the pan. It's it's so good. That movie's goddamn magic. And they are wonderful. So if they came up with something, I would totally trust them. But me with my uncreative vision, I don't, I don't see how you could make this a sequel without it feeling forced. And part of the magic of this movie is that nothing felt forced. It all felt so weird. You could do it around Jamie Lee Curtis's character because I mean, everyone else kind of has like a resolved arc except for her. Yeah. Were they smoking pot out of the vape or were they just vaping? No, I think they were just vaping. Okay. That stupid looking thing that people do. Anyway, so... Guys, just what happened to regular cigarettes? Smoking cigarettes looks cool. Smoking vapes looks dumb as hell. <sighs> but only if you're hot. You can't be gross and smoking cigarettes. Then it looks sad. Okay, cool. So... That was your terrible PSA. Any other things that you want to share with the world before we sign off? I know. Cigars are pretty awesome, too. Any other things you want to share with the world before we sign off? No. Okay. Well, it was lovely to hang out with you guys today. And you'll have Jared again next week. Yeah. Uh, new show next. Well, I mean, new show, for, obviously, as there is one every week. Uh, next week, The Last of Us is out. Plus, we're going to do a Fantastic Four thing. We'll be back. Bye. <laughs>